welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 342. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Tim Spence is with us. That was too quick of a transition. That was a little bit crazy, Ryan. Does there need to be a, like a, a slow transition? Yeah, we we uh, yeah my, we expect my, it now. My baby brain needs to be able to catch up. <laughs> well, how you doing, Tim? All right. Uh, Matt Lawrence is also with us. I am. Yeah. And Adriano long. is oh, Jesus. no longer with us. <laughs> he's no longer with us, Ryan. You can't what did say you, it like that, Ryan. What did you do to him? He's he's at it. He's in. He's at his home. He's alive. Oh, you can't say it like that. He's just not with us. He's recovering. Is what you're saying? You said he's no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, that's not the best way to As say he it. Right? Was, oh, he was he, he was with us last week, and now he's no longer with us. <laughs> no, that's, you can't say that. It's too long. That's too long a period of time. What is the proper amount of time? But when you well, I mean, that, I that, mean that's a question actually. It's not though, because we're talking about a phrase <laughs> in which people only use in one context. That's that's also fair. I'm like a judge here. I'm just like, that's fair argument. Like, sustained. I, sp- I suppose you know it when you see it. I don't get it. Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> damn damn your company slogans. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. Some of the top stories coming up this week. Obviously, E3 is like next week. So I wonder oh. if we should actually get into a bit of a uh, bit of uh, predictions because like next week's podcast will air on Sunday. So most of E3 will kind of be half over. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll talk a bit about E3 and some of the games that are confirmed so far. Uh, also, Gran Turismo 7 and God of War Ragnarok will be released for PS4, Sony confirms. Much to Matt's dismay. What? <laughs> oh, Sony God of War. Wait, oh, that, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. That, that was yeah. like a conversation we had with Aaron. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sony won't release the PlayStation games on PC at launch. And uh, is that all I got? A couple stories? Yeah, I, I mean, think the E3 I mean, stuff the, will take up. I was going to say, the E3 time, stuff's so. big. Yeah. So, um, and another trailer breakdown. Do you have a trailer trailer breakdown for us? I have three trailer teardowns. I don't God know. Damn. Holy cow. Hot damn. All right. Well, we'll start with so, uh, Matt. What's new with you? Uh, for me, uh, I beat Red Faction 2 now. Uh, so I've been going through the Red Faction series just here and there. Uh, I've been playing it like really religiously, mostly just late at night. Uh, when everyone's off offline, I'm still awake because I'm crazy. And uh, I... I have been playing it religiously, actually. Uh, Red Faction 2? They go to the Church of Red Faction. <laughs> God. I, uh, I offer... Uh, was it alms? I don't know. I can't remember what the word is. No, Don't mind me. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, alms is a measurement of resistance. Uh, but anyway... Um, no, not alms. Alms. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> I am also dumb, so don't listen to me. But uh, so I beat Red Faction two, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I finished that one. Not as good as the first one, in my opinion. First one is definitely older, older mechanics and stuff. Second one, for being released the very next year, is very impressive. It's like flashy. It has like a story. It has like better graphics, and there's like cool enemies and stuff. It just feels cheaper. Uh, it just feels like your traditional sort of military like. Yeah, we're super soldiers and we're going after this dictator. And then there's a double cross. Like, it's just oh very. Yeah, like, it's a very. Uh-huh. like. Eh. And then also the first Red Faction had destructible environments. The second one has very minimal destructible environments, at least from what I experienced, which kind of sucks. Um, but I beat that. Uh, so that's now I'm on to the third one, which is Red Faction Gorilla uh, remastered in this case. 
And holy fuck was that is that game actually like super fun. So it's like a 360 game, like 360 era game uh, that came out or that has been re- remastered. And as far as I know, I could remastered. be in, I, I could remastered. And and I, as far as I know, <laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> uh, it, it, I John think Marston, the John Marston, um, I think they just did like textures and stuff. Because the destruction in this game is really good. Like, maybe not by today's standards necessarily, but I was still impressed. Like, it would be like, hey, like, take this building down. So, like, like they're in the tutorial. So, I go and I throw some bombs around stuff. And the building doesn't come down. I'm like, why the hell didn't this building come down? I put, like, a couple pieces of C4. I'm just assuming the building has, like, an invisible health bar and it's just going to blow up. I had to take out the supports of the building. It's actually really impressive, the amount of destruction stuff. Now, whether how much of that has been uh, redone... Uh, for this new version, I'm not sure, but remastered, remastered for this version. Stop! No, um, <laughs> fucking every time. Uh, but I like for a 360 game. Like if I had played this when I was younger, like I would have went crazy for this because. So I just beat the first zone. There's a few different biomes or zones, and the first zone's like pretty easy, pretty run of the mill. Like go here, blow this up. Go here, do this, and even the main missions are like help these people. They're in trouble. Like it's really bare bones. And I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of repetitive and whatever. And I'm sure it's still going to be. But then I earned a bunch of money for beating the first zone. And I decided to go and get some upgrades. And I didn't realize how many upgrades in this game. And one of them was just like, there's a bunch of different jetpack ones. And I got this just a generic one that was like jetpack upward. Because there's one that's for like strafing and stuff, I think. So there's one that's just like, you know, a traditional jetpack go right up. And I was like, oh, I'll try this out. And the very first thing I did was hit the the jetpack button. And I blew my I blew right through the roof of the building. Like right through, like hit use with, with my head as like the pattering ram, um, and so I was like, you know what, like this is definitely a game where. Did he say a cool like eighties like action movie line? Like, looks like you need a new skylight, and then just smash his head <laughs> through the ceiling or something. Uh, he didn't know, but uh, it like say? well, that, I that's this a, was supposed to be the remastered version. <laughs> I mean, it. I will say it looks really good. It's a PS4 game. I'm playing it on my PS5 uh, as well, but. Um, like, I could definitely see how this game is because I, I know that I know some people that really love this game and I know that this game was well received as far as like my social circle went way back in the day. And so, like, I know that like there's a lot of people that just love this red faction. And that's why you could tell, like, as I get to, like, let's say the third biome, I'm probably going to be like just ridiculously equipped. I'm going to be blowing stuff up in like crazy style. And there's like a there's like this thing where. You go into like a destruction mode or something where it's like you keep blowing things up and it goes on like a destruction streak or something. I can't remember what it's called, uh, but I'm not really capable of doing that yet. I don't really have enough ordinance, but for for a 360 game, it really, 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 really well done. And a PS3 game, I assume really, really uh, well done. So I'm enjoying that. And then I only have one more to go. This one's probably going to take a while because I'm playing these pretty piecemeal and the other ones were linear shooters. Um, but uh, I have one more to go called Armageddon, and I think, from memory only, so I could be incorrect, I think Armageddon killed the series. <laughs> so, <laughs> it might be really bad. Uh, I don't know for sure. I know the Red Faction's no longer being worked on, but um, yeah, so I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I want to, there's a video I want to watch called The Rise and Fall of Red Faction on YouTube, and I was going to watch it, but I've been going into each Red Faction virtually blind, short of the first one. And like, you know, hearing about the uh, gorilla when I was like talking to friends and stuff back in the day. So um, 
I'm really looking forward to just seeing all these games first and then I'll like check out some videos after about the series. But, so when uh, you mentioned, um, just mm-hmm. like as a question, when you mentioned the, um, how they, you weren't sure if they like managed to, with the remastered version, if they, um, you know, did things in such a way that they line up with like a modern technology. Like when you were talking about the um, destructible environments and things and you weren't sure if it was like as good as a modern game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that like acceptable for a remaster? Like if people are saying like, like if you're going to remaster a game and you want to like modernize it, shouldn't you take the time to make the, the features of the game equivalent to modern, like what modern technology can offer or is there some value in trying to keep it kind of old school for the sake of those who maybe played the original and like want that? I don't know if it's like a nostalgia factor at all, but like, doesn't it make more sense to properly modernize it? Because to me, it kind of feels a bit like lazy. In this, in this particular instance, I would say most games today, I would say the very first, the very next thing I can think of with destructible environments is probably Battlefield. And Battlefield, I haven't played five too much. I didn't really enjoy it, but I've played the all like all the others, Battlefield One and stuff. And I would say Battlefield One is, you know, realistic to an extent. You know, if you hit a building with a tank, it'll blow a hole in that wall. It'll do that in this red faction. Uh I would say that this game is like really well put together in its destructible environments. Like it's really meticulously done to the point where most games, even today, don't get down to that level. So, like, this game kind of seems to, like, take the destructible environments as, like, a part of the game, like a big piece. Whereas something like Battlefield, to bring it back to that, is, like, yeah, there's, like, realistic, dis- uh, like, uh, things getting destroyed. But it does kind of, and Ryan can comment, comment on this because he's been playing Battlefield Five. But, like, it does, there is a kind of a point in which the, the building just collapses because it's, like, almost like its virtual or its invisible health meter has disappeared. And so the building just comes down. Whereas in like Red Faction, you have to nail out the supports and like there's like debris flying everywhere and stuff like that. So like I would I would think that in a modern era, because I assume that they didn't upgrade this mechanic. I assume this is how it worked on 360. I could be wrong, but let's go with that assumption. I would say that the destruction is beyond what we normally see today but it's probably not as far as what is possible today, if that makes sense. It's just most games don't get into it. Because, like, blowing up a building now is like, you know, fire the air strike and it'll blow the blow the building up. This this is like, uh, there were, like, there's challenges in this game where it's like, use these hydrogen tanks to blow this building up. And it's, like, not super ridiculously advanced or anything, but it's like I had to, like, find, like, oh, there's three big supports. Let's put them here, here, and here. Whereas in Battlefield, I would just shoot at the damn thing for the most part until it blew up uh, in most cases. So that's just kind of my two cents on that. Like when I saw it, I was like, I was impressed. So uh, maybe we'll see an Armageddon because Armageddon is PS4, I believe that generation. So maybe if they stuck with the same destructible environments, we'll see what they did. But um, with this level of like meticulous destructible environment, I would say it's, it's still passable today. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, is that it, Matt? Uh, well, we did. All of us did uh, a crazy Sea of Thieves run. Yeah, um, that's right. 
we did a we did at a, at a stream this week and it was that was crazy we <laughs> killed players allied with players set players adrift uh got killed by got killed by uh one of those people uh raiders whatever um reapers thank you reapers and then they came after us and we eventually destroyed them with like a crazy plot where we like chased him toward an island tim was hiding on the island and then he snuck aboard and blew up the ship so <laughs> yeah. yeah like what a just a, a really a really good night in terms of sea of thieves we did a fort we also did a world boss uh just got a lot done got paid a bunch too so that was like super fun and uh just a little bit of outriders i, I think i just did one one small play session of outriders uh, i've been doing uh been using my xbox quite a bit um i did a little bit of enlisted as well but um outriders what's interesting about outriders is uh so i was talking to you guys about this i'm like we won't get like super into it because i already talked to you guys at, le- at length about this before the show but like uh we're i'm at like tier 14 like I, I i've unlocked tier 14 challenge tier 14 there's 15 tiers so like i'm near the like the big baddie at the end of the end game and that's kind of what i'm shooting for um and like I'm just ripping through the game now. Like I have been slowly upgrading my build over time with new loot as I've been going, and I'm getting a shit ton of legendaries. Um, so if anyone's listening to this that needs like, because I know that the community, especially on social media, is like, hey, I can't get legendaries. If you can do tier twelve and do like gold and silver consistently, for me, my personal role is like about a fifty fifty chance of me getting a legendary. And two times on the last time I played, I got two legendaries in one run, and I had. Uh, Ryan with me for a small section of gameplay and then I did like two or three runs by myself and then I had my buddy Alex with me for like maybe two runs too because the runs are runs are short and Ryan got a couple legendaries that day I got legendaries throughout the day including my solo runs and Alex got some too so it's not just me that's getting them so like like, I think tier 12 is your sweet spot if you're looking for legendaries but um, that game's super fun Uh, I still really like it and I don't know how much I'll play it after I beat the big baddie but that's kind of what I'm just shooting for so Uh, I'll just go really quickly um, because I haven't done too much, but I did finish Mass Effect, the first one. Hey. So that's out of the way. I've already moved on to uh, the second game. Now, I haven't is played the first one different... as tedious as people are making it out to be. No. no? Uh, other other than the Mako missions, which I kind of mm. did skip over quite a bit of. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't explore as much as I did when I first played the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, though, the game's really short. There's only a handful of actual main missions, and so if you just wanted to get like the story out of the way, you know, you could just play the st- the main missions and be done with it. Um, and so I'm on I'm on to two now, and uh, I did make some different decisions. I won't say anything because some of some of them are spoilers. Um, but I did play the same class. I I don't get too far away from the standard soldier type class in RPGs. Um, even on second playthroughs. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm enjoying that. Uh, other than that, not much else other than just the daily Fallout and Overwatch, Sea of Thieves. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do the other games? Because now you have a like a quote unquote next gen save with Mass Effect that would probably roll over, right? Like into the next uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, don't you like import your save into each? next like each of the next well, mass effects yeah but since since the original games came out on different consoles i don't know if they'll inherit a save or something it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that next game if they might just give a canon ending to the entire trilogy you know 
Oh, for like the you're talking about the new one. Like I'm I'm asking like it, you just beat one. Can you use that save in two? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it just reads it and then and then you can say yes, I want to use it. Okay. I thought you meant when when I guess it would be called Mass Effect Four maybe whenever that comes out. That will be interesting to see how they handle the save system. That'll probably be a questionnaire, right? Like they might they might if they do anything like if they don't do the import, they might do like a questionnaire. But, well, the problem is, and this is why Andromeda took place in a whole. Uh, another whole galaxy was because they didn't want to mess with people's decisions that they made in at the end of three, Mm -hmm. because what you choose at the end of three changes the entire galaxy. And so it's almost like if they have it in the Milky way, they're going to have to choose a canon ending because, because the decisions you made affected everywhere. Right. And so if they were to make a game that inherits your old choices, your entire game is going to be different, not just different narrative paths, but the entire game would have to be different depending on which one you chose. That's the tricky part. Yeah, I can kind of see why they would leave the whole galaxy then, you know? Yeah. They they kind of like put themselves in a the corner here. Um, I'm, I'm totally fine with them choosing a canon ending. Uh, for KOTOR, they chose a canon ending, um, even though that had... Uh, massive differences in the, in how you could end that game. Uh, I think you just had to pull the bandaid off and say this is this is the narrative canon ending. You know, you can have your own head canon for the the choices you made. That does suck though. If if you're like really into this, and then it it just changes the like it like it's possible technically for them to import the save as far as we know. Yes. Into like a PS5 version of Mass Effect 4. Because these yeah. are PS4 games, right? These remastered ones? Yes. So like, assuming they're they're able to still do that, there should be a way for them to get those saves in. Because Mass Effect, like to me, it's always been about that choice stuff. I haven't even played the damn thing. And like, I know that, that that's all people really talk about is, oh, what did you do at this part? What did you do at this part? Is this guy still alive in your game? But for the most part, it was minor stuff. So yeah, some, sometimes it was like, is this person living or dead? Did you romance this person or that person? Uh, but they weren't major decisions that would actually affect everyone you interact with. And and that's the problem that they're having now is, is the choice you made. Would it affect every person you interact with? And, and that would be, you'd have to make three separate games almost, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, Tim, what's new with you? He's dead. Is he dead? Um, nope. Oh. I uh, I've been playing three R games. I've been playing Raft, Remnant, and RoboQuest. What the fuck? <laughs> Not on purpose, but yeah, it ended up being that way. Um, yeah, they're they're cool. I, I think I mentioned Remnant briefly before last uh, week. It's kind of like <laughs> I was playing it this week on uh, on streams briefly. It was a weird weird, weird week for streams because we did a bunch of different stuff, but uh I did Remnant a couple of times and uh somebody in my chat described it as um Dark Souls if it was made by America, which is pretty accurate because it's very similar in a lot of mechanics to Dark Souls except that it revolves around guns instead of melee weapons. Um did you end so, up getting it for PC? Yeah, it's uh I I downloaded it for free when it was uh, free with the uh, PlayStation Plus, but then I um it went on sale on Steam last week so i uh i picked it up on steam as well and it's uh it's a lot nicer to play on pc for sure much better like performance and um just with like third person shooters i like to use mouse and keyboard for 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a nicer experience. And it's fun. I, I didn't realize how much replayability that game has. The more that I play it over and over again, um, the more I really appreciate it. It has a lot of functionality for um, re redoing boss fights and incentivizing you to like do stuff over and over again because... You know, as you play through these areas, the the areas will be the same. Like the overworld areas are always the same. But then when you go into a dungeon, it randomly picks a dungeon from like a pool of possible dungeons, and you can't do every dungeon in a single playthrough. So you kind of have to like replay over and over again to get different weapons or different gear pieces or different, uh, you know, like uh, key items that will lead to other unlockable, you know, stat bonuses or traits or stuff like that. So. It's uh it's 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 cool. It's very uh replayable, so it's one of those games that I'll probably honestly just be playing for uh a long time because I'll just go back to it every once in a while. Um and then aside from that, I've been playing this game uh RoboQuest, which is again, it's a it's an early access game, but it's kind of like the aesthetic of Borderlands meets Doom style gameplay and it's a roguelike, so you just keep going into the the levels over and over again and you um you're just basically a robot fighting robots and there's it's a very uh rotating your your equipment loadout type of game you're swapping guns and you're upgrading them and you're grabbing different stats to increase so then the different stats that you increase while you're doing a run kind of dictates which weapon you should swap to and stuff like that so it's a lot of fun and there's like couple different difficulties you can play on and there's uh i finally actually got to the point where i i finished all the content that there is in the game um in terms of like levels so i'm just doing runs over and over again to uh to unlock more to get more of the like currency to unlock stuff back at the at the base camp and um then just uh i started playing raft with uh, a couple of friends this week on stream as well and um we are we're we we started up, we only did one session for about four and a half hours, I'd say. And uh, we already managed to get far enough with our uh, with our raft that we gathered enough resources to make the receiver and found the first story location. Hey, that took like us that, a while. Yeah, which is like that oil rig out in the middle of kind of nowhere. So um, <laughs> the one friend that was playing with Tasha, she, uh, she was a big fan of the... Um, uh organizing the layout of the raft and fishing and cooking so it made it a lot easier for sam and i to uh spend our time gathering a lot of resources because we we, basically we would just go out we'd gather we'd come back we'd eat a bunch of food that tasha had uh managed to acquire and uh build up the raft a little bit more and then go out and do it over and over and over again so the flow of that game is really good the pacing is like perfect for for a multiplayer game yeah, it reminds me of Adriana. Yeah, yeah, literally. She was she was doing a lot of uh uh organizing and uh uh dynamic sorting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. But uh I fully fully recommend any any of the three of those games. If any of that sounds good to uh to you, uh please check them out. They're all they're all very solid games. All right, Tim, you want to give us your uh you got some trailer breakdowns for us? Yeah, so nothing too major this week, obviously, with trailers, because E3 is coming up, and uh, they're going to be saving stuff for that. But uh, a couple of smaller things did come out, so I'll just really quickly kind of run through those. So for fans of No Man's Sky, uh, the Prisms update is uh, is coming out. It's version 3.5 of uh, of No Man's Sky. 
basically it's just a visual overhaul. So they added a couple new things, um, but for the most part, it's just visual updates. So just as like a quick rundown here, there are now cave biomes that have uh, nice volumetric lighting effects, which are very colorful and, and pretty. Uh, there are new flying creatures uh, that can be tamed and ridden. So if you're oh, a fan man. of uh, Burning Crusade, World of Warcraft, go to Outland, find some flying things that you can uh, get as new flying mounts. It's kind of like that. Uh, there's new rain effects and surfaces will get wet depending on what material the surface is made of. Um, there's new rendering uh, effects for hair and fur. Oh, so yeah. If you're a big That's fan of uh, those furry creatures on <laughs> any given planet, um, now you can enjoy their individual fur physics. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's more yeah, realistic lighting yeah. refraction now off of like metal and glass. Um, the photo mode has been improved. They didn't really say how. <laughs> they just said that it's an improved photo mode. Um, <laughs> Sounds good to me. Smaller little subtle details as well, like distant stars being visible from uh, the night sky and also when you're flying through space. Uh, and when you're in space, there are new warping effects for when you go to warp speed in your ships. Um, in space stations, there's new reflective materials, floors, walls, that sort of thing. And uh, overall standard enhanced particle effects in uh, in No Man's Sky. So... Uh, if you were if you were enjoying No Man's Sky but thinking that it wasn't pretty enough, well, <laughs> hopefully some of your concerns have been addressed. Um, other than that, there is a kind of an unexpected game was uh, a trailer dropped this week, a couple of days ago. Uh, it's called Lego Builder's Journey. So if you're a fan of the Captain Toad style games on the Wii U, because I know at least 12 of us are... Um, there's a, a Lego sort of puzzle solving game like this where you have small 3D environments uh, and you can basically you move pieces to build out paths for your character to reach the goal of whatever that particular environment is. Um, they, they did show off uh, liquid physics in it as well, which is kind of funny seeing it. It's all Lego pieces, right? Like it's not water. It's all everything on screen is a Lego piece. Um, so they just have the, some like Lego pieces more animated to kind of look like uh, water and liquid and mud and etc. Um, they didn't show any like interaction for the gameplay for liquid. So I'm not sure if like paths will change if you like block a river or build a dam or something, but, uh, we, we will see, I guess, as time goes on, um, and different kind of pieces have different properties as well. So they show off making sort of like a, using smooth pieces to make a track down a slope and like around a corner. And then the character like hops on a skateboard and rides down it. Um, seemingly you can only move, uh, your character via yellow pieces uh, but if you've only got two and you're trying to move through an environment, you can just like kind of step them like one over the other, over the other kind of leapfrog these pieces back and forth so you can move forward. Um, but you can also move other pieces in the environment that aren't yellow, uh, to, in order to make like ramps or staircases, um, bridges, stuff like that. So that you can then put the yellow pieces over that. Um, but by and large, it seems this is mostly just kind of a way of showcasing, um, NVIDIA ray tracing and DLSS technology, uh, which is some new stuff that NVIDIA is, uh, pushing for right now. And what better way to do it than on a very, uh, small scale project that, um, you know, has small environments that you can really, you know, show off this stuff at like a smooth frame rate. Um, and for those that don't know what DLSS is from NVIDIA, it's uh, deep learning super sampling which from their website, uh, they say, is groundbreaking AI rendering technology 
that increases graphical performance using dedicated Tensor Core AI processors on mm, GeForce RTX GPUs. DLSS taps into the power of a deep learning neural network to boost frame rate and generate beautiful, sharp images for your games. So, uh, interesting to see NVIDIA partner with LEGO uh, to to do something like that because Lego is like way down the list of the companies that I would have expected a partnership with Nvidia. But there you go. Although you know what, uh, Lego Lego is like they're always looking at new technologies. Uh, they've been mm. at a few um, Apple keynotes showing off different um, AR functionality with their Lego sets and how you can actually once your Lego set is built, you can kind of bring it to life like through AR and stuff. So it's, it's really kind of funny. funny that they're always like on the edge of of uh, innovative tech. <clears throat> it's funny that you say that because I was just briefly mentioning this this trailer to Kayla before the show, and uh, she was like, "Why wouldn't you just buy like actual Lego and play it that way? Like, why would you play a Lego game?" Right. <laughs> it's like because Lego is fucking expensive. <laughs> like, if you can just have a little like VR AR you know scenario where you can build Legos in a virtual space, and you only have to pay you know one flat rate and then you have like dozens of lego sets in there people would absolutely pay for that yeah so if you like to play with legos but you don't have a budget to pay for them maybe you can play builder's journey um and then just finally another small uh another small trailer that came out another reveal trailer uh called i am fish which if you're familiar with curve digital uh which made human fall flat and uh dear esther among many other games uh, and Bossa Studios, who are most well known for their I Am Bread and Surgeon Simulator <laughs> games. This is apparently oh, a sequel sequel to I Am Bread, uh, which is apparently <laughs> going to be the beginning of their I Am series of games. No. So there's I, I Am Bread. As a part bread. of the Has Fallen series. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so there's going to be I Am Fish, uh, which is... Uh, a very very similar style style of gameplay to I Am Bread, where you, this time you have four different kinds of fish that you can play as. I think there's a there's a goldfish, there's a pufferfish, there's a piranha, and there's a flying fish. Obviously, have their own different uh, mechanical differences. Um, the most notable that I really saw was that the pufferfish can kind of like inflate so that it is more like ball shaped, and then it can roll around. Flying fish obviously can jump and glide for short periods of time. Uh, seems that the gameplay is, uh, like I said, very similar to I Am Bread. You have a simple objective that you want to achieve, and then you have to move through these wacky environments to achieve it. So in I Am Bread, you're a piece of bread. You want it to get into the toaster or <laughs> find some sort of heat source in your environment to toast yourself. That was the goal. Uh, in I Am Fish, you are in some sort of uh, containment object. That is uh, that is holding you whether whether it's a, a bottle of water or if it's a, a, a fish tank or a or globe or whatever, and your goal is to get out into an open body of water. So very similar to just this wacky kind of gameplay. Um, and they showed off a lot of urban environments in the trailer, which just gave me like very. If you're familiar with like the end of Finding Nemo when he's like in the plastic baggie, um, and he's trying to get out to the ocean, it's basically that. So, for all those uh, Finding Nemo fans out there from what movie, like 12 years old now? Something like that? It's pretty old. This is uh, the game <laughs> for you. But yeah, that's the that's my uh, that's my trailer breakdowns for this week. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, the No Man's Sky update sounds pretty pretty great, actually. I'm, I'm just curious what people... I haven't played the game since it launched. I'm curious what people are doing 
in that game to kind of stay interested in it like what are what are the ongoing live elements of that game yeah i don't know i don't know if um i remember when that before that game came out they they said that like the big focus was going to be on sort of like exploration and, and building and stuff like that and like working together i've literally never played a minute of that game so i don't know what uh what what's going on with it nowadays but i know that people you know when the beyond update came out like everybody flocked back to it you couldn't find a copy a physical copy of it for playstation anywhere because it came out before on playstation right and Mm -hmm. um then on xbox so xbox copies because it it launched when the when the beyond update came out it also launched on xbox and so xbox copies were like 60 bucks but if you could find a used copy on playstation at like eb games for example it was 15 dollars so you you could not find a ps4 copy anywhere because people saw that update and they're like oh shit maybe i should go give no man's sky a try so all these games or all these uh these these eb games that were sitting on 40 copies of no man's sky uh at every location because everybody fucking hated it when it came out because for obvious reasons they just like completely falsely advertised the game um then they all got scooped back up so props to uh the, the devs for finally you know saying we were gonna we were gonna do this thing and actually eventually getting around to making it a pretty good game. Pretty much anybody that you talk to nowadays that's playing No Man's Sky is enjoying it, so that speaks for something, I guess. It's one of those games where, like, every time an update comes out, I'm always like, oh, maybe I should check this out, and then I just never do. I don't know what, I don't know whether it's it's its past, because I did play it when it first came out. I just tried Ryan's copy once, um, and I just, it just wasn't, I mean, it wasn't good back then, just to be blunt, and... <laughs> Like, it was just boring, and I would just kind of, like, bad. walk around and looked bad. at... It was bad. Like, I looked at, like, weird antelopes and stuff walking around. I was like, this antelope is green. Hooray. Like, it wasn't very good. Um, so, <coughs> I don't know whether it's that experience or what it is. Because, like, again, I guess it's another thing, too, where it's, like, it's another... It kind of sounds like it's becoming another base builder, which, like, people love, but, like, I have a million of. So, yeah. I could just, like, do that in seven days to die or, like, whatever. Yeah, I kind of wonder if it's a bit late now and they like, kind of missed the boat. I don't know. Maybe it's like Purple right. Space Program. Who knows? Where you just keep kind of doing the same thing, but well, trying well, to be Cur- better at it and exploring. Kerbal's like, you know, there's base building and stuff in it to an extent and in a way. But like you building bases allows you to like dock and go further. Whereas like building, you know, mm-hmm. once you built your base in Minecraft, I mean, having another base and another base and another base eventually yeah. it stops benefiting you. And I just wonder if it's like that in no man's sky or whether it's like, this is in like the fringe of space. We need a base here. Yeah. I seem to recall there being like, there's like merchant mm-hmm. companies or something in it. That mm. you kind of wanted to like, you could, you could move supplies from area to area and there was some incentive to do that. See, that wouldn't be too bad. No man's sky, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so up and into the stories for this week. Obviously, E3 next weekend. My internet connection is unstable. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Barely. Yeah. Yep. Is that? That's a no. That's a big delay. Yeah. So Ryan has a Ryan has here. a huge delay. So that's good. Okay. Right as he started out. So E3 2021 is coming up fast here, taking over Ryan, and we have an article. 
uh, from GameSpot here that has that confirms all the games that we know of so far as of our recording this slash when that article was written. GameSpot, please, for the love of God, make it so that auto-playing video ads with full volume isn't a thing on your site. Now, <laughs> it's oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, actually, funny enough, so I'm looking at this list. It's just a it's a massive list, uh, and uh, I'm not going to go through every single one because I don't know what most of them are. But up in the because it's alphabetical, up in the A section, there was an Anno game, and I thought this Anno. was an a- oh, I thought this was an Anno game like like a city builder game from Ubisoft and uh, whoever else makes it now. Uh, it is not. It is that is an anime game. So, um, I hope that's good for whoever it was. But my my bubble anime. was burst. Yeah, my my bubble was burst. Uh, sadly, because I thought it was a new anime game. Um, Wait, the anime game was just called anime. No, 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 it's no, no. An- Anno mutation Yeah, Anno mutation oh, I thought oh, it was like Anno eighteen hundred in those. I didn't know it was. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I tried so to make a great. joke that it was a anime. Anime, yeah. Anime, yeah. Oh, Ryan, Ryan's back, so Ryan, and take it, over uh, your duties. It did, you it did, it did land really well. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like anime. <laughs> anime, yeah. It's already in the name. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of games here that I have no idea, Matt. You're right. I'm just going to try to... That's a good thing, though, right? We want new IPs. We want new stuff. Oh, for sure. I, I'm willing to... But I imagine most of these are kind of smaller scale, um, which isn't a problem either, but... Just trying to look through here, trying to find games I know. Um, Most of the fun I've been having with games recently has been with smaller titles, to be completely honest. So. Sure. Uh, Halo Infinite is the next one I can actually pick out that I... Oh, Eld... Uh... Oh, they don't have Elden Ring on here. That says <laughs> Elder You're hyping Ring. yourself up. You're hel- hyping yourself yeah. up, man. Halo Elder, Elder Rings. Tim, are you a Halo guy? I was. I definitely was. Um... It's I, I haven't played since Reach though, so like, I don't know. I that honestly years ago. at this at this point, yeah, I, I I'm kind of more interested in like the the novels than the games. Which really, yeah, my brother actually used to read some of the novels. He was big into Halo back in the day, and uh, I just I just remember like that the one I think it was I can't remember exactly what the one was, but it was one that was about the flood. I can't remember what the title was. That one was really good. The flood. Oh, god damn it! I was thinking of like an actual flood. I forgot there's an enemy called the flood in Halo. No, yeah, yeah. The like the grave mind, the fucking, the the undead ish creatures that kind of take over. Yeah, like the little you're, spiders. You're your zombie. Your zombies. Your space zombies. Space plague that takes over. You know, I will say this is like, I'm actually really excited for Halo Infinite, and I think it's just because it's been so long since I played a Halo. I haven't, I'm not, I was I was never a big Halo guy, but I always played them, and played them mm-hmm. quite a bit, and uh, like, I really actually want to go through the Master Chief Collection again, uh, and just like, go, because I don't really remember what happened, and I also was confused as a kid as to what was happening anyway. Now, whether I would still be confused <laughs> today, I don't know, but... Um, because I mostly just played like co-op or we would like goof off and do like split screen and stuff. So like it wasn't like I yeah. was sp- spending oh, a lot of man. time like doing the story. Uh, Pretty much all I did online for Reach was either Lone Wolves or uh, just like custom maps with friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's Halo just like a big well. like, I mean, goof off system. Yeah. Huge. So that like that was huge back then. But like Halo Infinite, like I I, I know it's, you know, kind of uh, really popular now and some people don't like it. But I, I'm interested in the fact that Halo is is open world. 
uh, to an extent as well. Like, I want to see how that works fully mechanically. Like, can I fast travel around? You know, what what does that entail? Is it just like Medal of Honor Airborne of all things? But like, is it just like, here's your mission. Here's an open world. Do the objectives in any order. Is it just a totally open world? Like, I just want to really want to get my hands on it to see. Um, but that I'm really, really excited for this Halo. Also, like, I'm really excited because... Like, first of all, I just like because of your Game Pass, anyone who has Game Pass just has it, which is awesome. But um, like, I want to see something from Microsoft on the Xbox. Like I'm playing, you know, Enlisted and and uh, uh, Outriders on my Xbox Series X, which, you know, both are fun and they're they're great. But I want to see something from the source kind of. So it'd be uh, it. I'm just like really excited for this one for for that reason. You know, it's uh, a little shocking that. Um, Xbox, obviously, Halo Infinite was supposed to be a launched uh, title mm-hmm. that didn't go to according to plan. But the the Xbox Series X really didn't launch with like a major exclusive from them, right? Sony no, had uh, yeah. Spider Man. Master Chief was on the box too. It says "Power Your Dreams." Yeah, and yeah, so I, I just, I just think it's 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 odd. And 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 they've we've we've known they've been working on getting more exclusives, uh, and they've been buying um, studios and stuff. For years now, and it's just uh, it's just funny that it's taking them a lot longer to, to come out with these games, unless they're really trying to spend the time to make their exclusives like something special, you know. Here's the thing with Halo Two as well, not Halo Two, but Halo as well, is that um, they can't get this one wrong. And I think honestly, like it sucks that it got delayed, and it sucks that it's on the box, and like you couldn't play that game the first day, but. It would suck way worse if they launched it in a bad state. You know, we don't know what the yeah. state it's going to launch in, yeah. but it's had, what, another year-ish, to assuming it's going to hit this holiday season still. Um, and I think that this is one of those things where they realize, you know, we can't screw up Halo. Like, even if it's just a good Halo, like, that's good. Like, they want it to be really, really great. But mm-hmm. at the same, but like this is the first open world, so like there's still some experimentation that will be up to the the players probably, right? Uh, yep. As to whether it's good or great. But I think they they're like we have to make this good. This can't be a screw up. And I would be, as I don't know if I'm like I'm I'm not unique in that. I'm I'm excited for this Halo as not a Halo guy. But I wonder if there's a lot of Xbox gamers out there that are super excited for this just because there's been a big hiatus. That's and, the thing. I, I almost wonder if it's been too long for people to not be hyped anymore. That's a question, but I was going to say, like, if if this one like burned me, like, I'm not I don't have to buy it. But if I did, if I went to download this, you know, go to play it and it's bad, I'm not hyped for a Halo game anymore and and probably ever. So I wonder if Jeez. this is this is like, well, because it's just one of those things where it's like it's been so long. I haven't played them like I yeah. played the last one I played is Reach. So it's just my personal experience of I just haven't played them. So now I'm hyped for a new one. I want to try this new open world thing. If it's bad, I'm like. I'm just not going to care about future Halos. And I think maybe they, they probably have numbers where they're like, like, we got to nail this. Like, we have yeah. to nail this. I was going to say, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot riding on this. It has yeah. to be good. So because I'm glad they took the time. For, like you said, for first party stuff on the fucking platform. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm playing <laughs> yeah. a free to play game and, uh, and a random game that came out on Game Pass. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm playing on my Series X, which again, both are great, but I would like to play something from the source. So um yeah um anything first party honestly is is gonna be good i'm uh i'm actually really looking forward to i mean it's it's probably a lot to ask at this point but i would really hope we see some more uh fable oh yeah that's good stuff i want to see fable 
Yeah, same here. Fable, uh, Fable honestly probably got me into RPGs. And uh it's it's I hold those games quite quite near and dear to my heart. Three was a, a pretty big letdown, but it's honestly still a better RPG, like comedy, like written RPG than a lot of games out there. So Yeah, it was a one it was one of those games where <clears throat> you know I complain about it, but it was a one player. Like like I'll go through it once and that was good enough, and I'm glad yeah. I went through it once, but I'm just not gonna go back. Whereas I started Fable and Fable Two like a bunch of times. Yeah, I kind of wonder if I should give 3 another chance, because I think, like, I had just come off of playing Fable 2, knowing that 3 was coming out, and, like, 2 was just such a really fucking good game, Mm -hmm. that maybe I was, my expectations were too high, but if I go in with less of a, like, bias now, I kind of wonder if I'd like it more. All the DLC, maybe, too, like, I know, the thing that, the thing that set me off was, I remember I, like, beat the game, and I was talking to the butler guy for a while, and, and then he, like, tried to sell me a DLC, like, the store opened up. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm talking to an NPC and like, he's trying to sell me a DLC. And I was like, I'm out of here. And that was back when oh, that man. was like, that type of stuff was uncommon, right? So I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not playing this game again. <laughs> like, I beat it. I beat it. I'm out of here. So I would love to play Fable 2 again. I wonder if they're on Game Pass. They probably are, right? Fable 2 probably is, is the only one that's not on PC. And it makes me really sad. Oh, that's horrible. It's yeah. only 360. And Linehead's not a thing anymore, so. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. All right. Um, okay. Go ahead, Ryan. You know, you know what's wrong with this list? I mean, I it's not wrong with the list, but why there's not a lot of games, recognizable games. What's that? A, this doesn't include, this is for E3, so it doesn't include Sony and EA. And oh. then also, these are confirmed games. Wait, isn't there's- Battlefield on there, though? No. I'm looking right at it. Huh? Battlefield. Right below Batora Lost Haven Lost Haven, excuse me. Doesn't say Battlefield 6 though. No, but it just says Battlefield. Well, anyway. It shouldn't be on there if this is E3. Technically. Well, I will say this. I'm actually excited for Chernobylite. That's a cool one. What's that one? That's a like a survival horror. I've only seen the trailer. It's like a survival horror that was that was early access for a long time, and I think it just came out or is coming out on Steam. And uh, it's like about you're trying to find your girlfriend, I think, or wife or something. I think her name is Tatiana. And it's like you're in Chernobyl, and it's like a fantasy version of it. So there's like uh, uh, you know mutants and stuff, but you get to plan your attack. So you get like this overview map by looking out this window, and you get to plan oh, like how to this. do your like story. Which which looked like super cool. And so like if it's gonna be totally polished up and then brought to let's say Xbox or something, that's gonna be great. So Yeah. I think did was it Marty sent us a trailer for this? That's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that did look pretty awesome. So like that that one I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in. Probably too scary for me though. I don't know how scary it's gonna be. That's the thing, is like Metro's kinda scary, but it's not Metro's kinda scary, yeah. But it's not like a horror game. Like I wonder if right. it's th- I wonder if it's that like I don't know how far it goes down that horror tree. Mm-hmm. You probably have to play to find out. Um yeah. but yeah. Download and play for free now. So the Those other one lie. I know just off the bat here, obviously Starfield. Uh we know nothing about that game really. Um I learned today that uh, that the the gameplay did leak a while ago, but they said it was old footage, like from years ago. So it's probably not not going to represent be... anything anymore. Right. I, would, I wouldn't um, even watch that type of thing. Like I don't like watch. I, I don't mind watched like it. a couple screenshots here and there. Like if it leaks and someone like shares them with me, I'll like look at them. 
but I, I'm not in for gameplay stuff usually, like unless it's something that's like canceled and then like the gameplay leaks and then I'm, I've never seen it, you know. And you yeah. will never because that's going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm fine with that type of stuff. Uh, uh Shadow Warrior 3. Oh, there you go. Fuck, I haven't yeah. thought about Shadow Warrior in a while. I mean, that game's super, super violent, but I mean, uh, it, so would, I. it would probably be awesome on next-gen consoles. <laughs> as violent well, as it blood is. Blood splatters in 4K, yeah. In 4K and barely bloody, as it used to say on AMC. Barely bloody. Um, <laughs> God fucking damn it. There's a, there's a reference to like the companion like web, web app for when Walking Dead used to air, um, which is a weird reference, but... Um, that would be an interesting one. I never beat the first one, though. Like, it's one of those games where I played it and I just get to a point where, like, I've, you know, I, I play the game. I, like, fight with swords. It's violent. It's cool. Like, whatever. It's, like, all this. And then I'm just done with it. Like, it's sort of like, okay, I've played this and I never beat it. So I don't know if I would jump into it necessarily. But the other ones are enjoyable. Like, for people that like that kind of stuff, like, they're probably going to be all over that. I don't know anything else yeah and if you kind of scroll down they'll they'll, uh the page will like give you other like all the pc games confirmed and stuff it doesn't i mean there i mean like we're supposed to be surprised though like i'm not it's not like i'm complaining it's like we're like i want to be surprised at the conference i don't want them to tell me the whole damn lineup like i said the problem is these are confirmed games they're obviously not going to confirm games they haven't announced yet Mm mm-hmm Although it's weird, um, like Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, I don't think that's in this list, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, actually. But that's likely going to be there, I'd imagine. See, but only likely, though. Like, that's what I mean. Like, But all the games we've seen trailers for, they haven't confirmed that's going to be at E3, but it kind of feels like, well, you showed off trailers a while ago. Perfect Dark, you know? Oh, yeah, that's that sounds good. I mean, that's not confirmed, that. but... Let me get uh, State of Decay three. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. That also good. A- avowed by uh, Obsidian. How long oh, has that yeah. been? It's been a while. <laughs> and then what was that Square Enix game? The um, with the dragon, and then and and the woman. Tim knows. I do not know what you're talking <laughs> no, about. You, you do know, but not based um, off my description. I'm going to choose a random uh, game off this list. Bear and Breakfast. I don't know what that is. That's that's one of the games on the list. I don't know. Anyway, let's just go through some of the conferences here. So, obviously, where'd my thing go? There it is. So, first up is Ubisoft. Is there anything you want, guys want to see from Ubisoft? Far Cry 6. Um, we kind of already got that. I guess they'll probably just show what more, <laughs> just more. I want to see more. That's <laughs> all. Okay. I just want to see more of that. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really been a Ubisoft person in a while now. They might skip a year for Assassin's Creed. We haven't really heard any rumors of an Assassin's Creed coming out. Well, they're still putting out content for Ragnarok or not Ragnarok for uh, Valhalla. For, for Valhalla, right? So. That game's damn long too. Like you guys are saying, it's something like a hundred hours. Like that's too much. Like I can't play that. Like I did over a hundred hours. Yeah, that's too much. Like, I can't. I I'm getting old. That's but it. they did skip that one year, and then they came out with Origins and Odyssey. Uh, was Valhalla one year after that, or was it another two years? 
I think they skipped another year, right? They skipped a year, yeah, because Origins... And then yeah. and Valhalla came out, so maybe they could have another one, because they have a couple teams working on it. Was there a year between Origins and Val- and uh, Odyssey, or no? No. Okay. Or, or, or sorry, one year. There wasn't a gap year. Just one okay. year. Right, right. But that, that team that made Odyssey went on and made um, a Phoenix... Phoenix. What was, the, what, was the, what was the rest of that name? The Marcus game Phoenix. <laughs> no, no, no. Phoenix Rising, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played it. I, I, I played, played the whole thing. Phoenix Rising. You, Immortals yeah, Phoenix Rising. That's it. Immortals that's Phoenix it. Rising, yes. Thank you. A bad title, um, but a good game. So so they might not have been working on another Assassin's Creed. Right. What else What else is, can Ubisoft like pull out of their... Oh, uh... I was gonna say pull out of their vault, but we don't even need to. Don't say it. No, no, Rayman. No, no, it's the game that they already. They're a game that they've been showing off. That's like really, 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 really ambitious, and it's like a play on a PS2 game. Beyond Good and Evil. Oh yeah, we haven't. We've only seen that cinematic trailer like years ago. Yeah, and like I wouldn't be surprised if that's ready for a gameplay showing because it has been a proper amount of time. Right. And Hmm. it was super ambitious, and the new consoles are out, so that would kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. That's a good one. I, so, I, I have no connection to the original, but uh, I'll definitely try this new one. I played. I played the first. I played the first one demo on like a jam pack back in the day, and then HD. The HD version came out on Xbox, and I think it was. Uh, I think it was free on on like Games for Gold, so I bought that, or I didn't buy it. I downloaded that, and uh, I played like I don't know how far, but I did get pretty far in it, and it was pretty damn fun. But uh, just never. I never beat it. Uh, Gearbox. Um, this says there's a Gearbox presentation, but we don't have a time listed. Uh, I don't know much else from Gearbox other than Borderlands, and I did just read of a Borderlands spinoff. So maybe that's going to be shown. Uh, they yeah. could bring back Brothers in Arms after all these years. That's Gearbox. Wait, wait, is is that the one you like? Brothers in Arms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Ubisoft. I thought there was a Ubisoft. Um... It is a Ubisoft game. It's published by Ubisoft it? and made by made by Gearbox. Okay. So like either way, either way, you're still hoping for that, right? I mean, that'd be awesome. I mean, ga- World War Two games are kind of coming back, right? So like, we'll see. Like uh, they always come back. Yeah, yeah. like things coming. Kind of good. Uh, up next, then we have Microsoft. We kind of talked about them a bit. Microsoft and Bethesda. Uh, Square Enix. Um, there's that game I can't think of the goddamn name of. Final Fantasy. Yeah, they're obviously going to show Final Fantasy. Uh, I would love a Tomb Raider out of them, but I don't think that's going to happen for a while. Hmm. Let me try to find the, the game. I think you would know it if, if I said it. Forspoken. I don't know what that is. Not Can by name. That one? Project Athia? Athia? No. Oh, yeah. Let me look this up. <laughs> How many times have we like said we don't know what something is in this in this segment? Like Jesus, there's too many uh, games. They, they also have Project Triangle Strategy. Remember that great title? That's no. Terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> no. spoken, yeah, that looks sick. There yeah. you go. That that I would love to see more of. Because I that was just a cinematic, or was that in-game footage that we saw? It wasn't really uh, gameplay though. It was. It was it one was of those just... like pseudo like air quotes like gameplay trailers. Yeah, it's probably going to be different when it actually comes out. And it was like a super scripted like sequence, but mm-hmm. they could say it like was running in engine or whatever. So it's like, oh, it's gameplay. Yeah. 
and then uh, <laughs> the PC gaming show. It's always so long and so boring. I'm sorry, I can't take it. I take personal offense to that. How do you? You can't. You can, yeah, take all the offense you want, but it's just it all is right, a long and boring. Right, Matt? What what is it? What game was that again? No, no, the PC gaming show. Oh, the PC gaming show. Uh, it has improved year over year to the point yes. where, like, I don't care about a lot of the games on there just because I do primarily console game. But mm-hmm. the show was not as meandering. The first two years were fucking meandering. I couldn't the first year. I couldn't handle it. Like, I had to leave. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think they've it's like I'll watch it now for sure. If it was still as meandering as the first as the first year, I wouldn't. Uh, Warner Bros. Um, they have a few things in the works. They have uh, Batman. Was it? Um, well, not 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 a Batman proper game. They got the Suicide Squad game, mm. and then they have is it Arkham Knights or is it just? I think that's right. Gotham Knights. That's Gotham it. Knights. That's it. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun to see more of those games. I'm actually interested in both. And then they also have the Harry Potter game as well. Oh yeah. So uh You know what's I'm you know what's interesting is like this feels it feels like and like maybe this is just maybe this just feels like this and it's not real, but I wonder like this this honestly feels like as if this is like a huge um like there's there's more games in the pipe than ever before. Like it just feels like, oh, we're waiting on this, we're waiting on this, we're waiting on this, we're waiting on this. And it, it's, it's like it's probably it's because of COVID causing the, mm-hmm. the oh yeah that's a development fair point. times to be so much longer that everything is being I was just all synced up now because everything's taking twice as long as it normally would. It might be a crazy yeah, holiday season like this one and the next one is probably going to be freaking nuts. Ooh. Well, it's going to be crazy for Ryan because he buys them all freaking day one. Yeah, it's going to hurt, but it hurts every year. But I mean, now now you're at a point where games take like seven days to download, so you're good. Seven days to die? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then Nintendo, I'm, a, I'm kind of out of the loop on what's happening at Nintendo. Uh, Tim, is there anything Metroid. you're hoping to see? Breath of the Wild 2, maybe? Hoping for Metroid 4. I mean, it's also uh, The Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary this year. No. Oh. So I like people are pretty hopeful that we're going to see Breath of the Wild sequel something. Um, possibly All Stars collection the way that we had with Mario last year. Get some. I would love to see more virtual console stuff. N sixty four GameCube stuff on the Switch would be great. Um, yeah, Metroid. Like I said, I've had Metroid Prime four pre ordered on Amazon for about four years now because it just keeps Holy getting pushed back. Cow. Is that still active? Yeah. Every every year, December thirty first, it says the date has changed till December thirty first of next year. December thirty first. That's crazy. So, um, yeah. And then what are your thoughts on the uh, Switch Pro? The That rumor has been going around a while. Yeah, I mean, the thing of it, right, is like they haven't denied it. And Nintendo's pretty staunch about being on top of denying stuff if they're like, yeah, no, this isn't getting worked on. Even if it is something that like is and they just don't want to talk about it yet. Well, they'll just be I like, heard, yeah, we have nothing to say about it this time. I heard they denied the existence of the Switch Lite up until they announced it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean, right? Is they normally do that. So it's like what's what's different this time is they probably had something that's like in the works and they're just like we're just like going to not talk about it and then we'll be like by the way, here it is and or maybe it's just not like as major of an announcement as they think that people will be like maybe they think their announcement won't live up to the hype, but I don't know. Nintendo fans are a special breed, right? I'll just buy yeah. whatever seven times. 
on a new platform. And like I'm guilty of it. I'll fucking absolutely buy something on the Switch that I had on the on the Wii and the Wii U and the N64 and the GameCube and I'll buy it a seventh time because I don't just whip out those consoles anymore, you know? It's convenient to be playing it on modern hardware. Do you think that this is going to be like a like a, a new 3DS type of deal? Like do you think it's going to be like a an actual like generation jump? No, I do not. That'd be yeah, that would be too crazy, right? Like that'd be well, well, the Switch Lite didn't I, come out that long ago. I wouldn't view the new Nintendo 3DS as like a as a generational jump from the 3DS, to be honest. But now that you say that, there are definitely going to be games that come out that are only going to work on the Switch Pro. You're going to have to have the Switch Pro for it. You're going to have to have the accelerated hardware. It's just not going to run well enough on the base system. Hmm. To be fair, with the 3DS, there were only, I think, four games that you had to have the new Nintendo 3DS for. And one of them was Minecraft. <laughs> and I think another one was a Fire Emblem game. <laughs> Forget my. I guess Minecraft 3D, though. Like, a lot of games wouldn't be full yeah, 3D think it back was, then. I right? think it was the procedural generation that. Oh, yeah, right. It, but. Isn't it crazy that the. <clears throat> that the DS is, like, gone? Yeah, it's weird. That's crazy. It's weird. It's weird to be in a world where, like, well, I, it's just that Nintendo hand like Nintendo always dominated the handheld market. PlayStation tried; they just could never keep up with Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo has now figured out a way how to have a home console and portable hybrid. That's just like exactly the kind of thing that really neatly summarizes Nintendo's like platform and their brand and the sort of content that they want to like foster. It really suits, like, the average, like, Japanese lifestyle where, like, people commute a lot in Japan. So I can't even imagine, like, being on a on a, on a train in Japan and seeing how many people are just sitting there commuting to work and they're playing their Switch, right? Um, so it really works out for for the demographic that they were, that they probably mostly um, cater to. Because people don't really play Nintendo games for the the graphics or the performance or whatever. They play it for the experiences and the stories and stuff, right? So I I don't know. I, I, I can see it going either way. I'm not sure if they're going to have something that's it's going to be very dedicated and very powerful and you'll have to have that one in order to play the entire library. But at the same time, it's also Nintendo and they want their stuff to be accessible by as many people as possible. So... Can't they know. just have like the kind of like what's happening now with the PS5 where you have games taking advantage of the hardware when playing on a PS5, but you can also play PS4 versions of the games? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo is more staunch about their like their their reputation than Sony is. Like Sony, if they if a game runs on PS5 at like 4K 60 FPS and then on PS4, it's like 1080p and 30 fps which relative to the ps5 version kind of looks like crap um they'll just be like ah whatever like should have bought a ps5 but nintendo (laughs) i feel like cares more they want the the experience to be consistent across all platforms Mm -hmm. so it's like if it's not going to run it the best way that it can then they say well then don't put it on this platform what's the rumored what's the rumored spec bump i know there's an oled screen like what is it is it a big jump the rumored spec jump or is it just more like a better screen better battery 
Um, I haven't been really following it to be honest because I don't. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna get a Switch Pro like right away, you know. But, um, I know that the the recent rumor said something about a, a much larger screen. Um, but. I think that's the type of thing they if, if it's just like a larger screen uh, and it's OLED with a better now. battery. Hmm? This is from uh who are these guys? Tech Radar. We're saying that the Nintendo Switch Pro Pro is rumored to have a seven inch seven twenty OLED screen and will be able to display four K resolution when hooked up to a TV. I'm wondering if uh Again, it's, it's all speculation, right? There's nothing confirmed. Yes, yeah. Right. I'm wondering if it's leveraging uh, power in the dock and the handheld is virtually the same which would allow it to with, be with cross, cross gen correct like yeah like vir- like virtually the same as in in terms of power but like yeah. newer components because like yeah. OLED's kind of the new thing it could be like a gen 0.5 kind of thing yeah where there's some minor increases but it's not brand new like completely different overhauled piece of hardware kind of thing because Nintendo just does their own thing anyway, right? Like they're not, they don't try to keep up with PlayStation, and Xbox. They just kind of put their own thing out when they feel like it's time. Yeah, I don't think they consider Xbox and PlayStation even competitors, really. Which is so funny to me. <laughs> it's really bizarre, honestly. Well, they, they, they might maybe. I wonder if they think more their competitors are like the the toy market or or something. You know? Yeah. Younger younger demographic for sure. Mm-hmm. Like there are still M rated games on the Switch, but like yeah. it's it's not as widespread. Yeah. Um I uh I hope we see more of uh, Pokemon Arceus. Um it's kind yeah, of like open world kind of feudal Japan Pokemon style looking game that is allegedly gonna be the history of the, the creation of the Pokeball and the Pokedex. It's like the mm. earliest game in the timeline of Pokemon, which is interesting. Uh Shine was it Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond or whatever? Looks kind of like trash. I'm not very interested in that, which is a shame too. Because Gen Four is probably like my second favorite gen of Pokemon. But the like the chibi style characters, but then the realistic looking world. I don't know. It just looks very weird to me. It's like a diorama, which they kind of did the aesthetic for in the remake of Link's Awakening on the Switch. But I kind of liked it because everything looked like it was made out of plasticine, and it was kind of like a, a cute little designed that way it was like it looked like toys yeah yeah it looked like like a little toy box yeah like a diorama set but yeah i don't know just having mixing the two art styles i think it clashes really bad and i mean if they if they come out and say like you know they release a new trailer and it is and it is the same thing but they've refined the style a little bit you know maybe i'd be down but yeah i don't know i'm not very hyped i've only seen I've really only seen people complaining about that game online rather than being hyped for it. So, damn. But yeah, Arceus looks looks okay. The gameplay looks really interesting. It's like the most open worldy kind of like go and physically throw the Pokeball and try to catch the Pokemon kind of game that I kind of always hoped for as a kid, and I'm surprised it took this long to like reach that point. But yeah, it looks kind of cool. I hope they show off more uh, more gameplay in terms of. Um, of just other other features and mechanics in that game, or even just more of the story, I'd be cool with that too. I'm sure they're gonna do some stuff, but I uh, but I'm I'm sure like they've got was it 40 minutes of announcements and then like a couple hours of gameplay for Nintendo's announcements. So I'm sure a lot of that is gonna be Zelda centric. 
Yeah, it, I think it's too it's too perfect, right? Thirty fifth, I think you said anniversary. Like it's just that's yeah. too perfect timing, and it's been so long since Breath of the Wild that it's very possible it could come out this year, right? Breath of the Wild came out in twenty seventeen. That's how long it's been. Is that is that long for a Zelda game? I don't actually know what the space between them is. Um, it's a good question. Like it's long enough for a game to be made. But I don't know about Zelda in particular. Zelda has a couple of different series, though, right? Like, they got their main console, like, experiences, and then they've got their handheld kind of mm-hmm. games. They got their spinoffs. They got, you know, your, like, Four Swords Adventures and your Minish Cap and... Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors and stuff like that. Like, they've, they've been putting out games. Like, what was it? Uh, Age of Calamity just came out last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, or was I have that, actually. <laughs> oh, you have it? I have I wa- it, yeah. I want to get around to that. Yeah, I actually have um the first Hyrule Warriors on my Switch, because I had it on 3DS... I had we played it on Wii U, you and oh, I. Oh yeah, we did, yeah. And then I got it on 3DS, and then I traded in my 3DS copy for the Switch version. Um, so it's a shame that that game is like not as fun alone. But I should get around to Age of Calamity because that's very like Breath of the Wild world lore centric. Oh, I didn't know that. It'd be a good, it'd be a good lead in. Yeah, it's uh, it's literally the events that precede Breath of the Wild, like the I, war. Uh, so I you kind of know how it ends. But, uh, oh, because if you played Breath of the Wild, yeah, because Breath of the Wild starts off with like Link waking up, right? Because he like was in the chamber of like the revitalization chamber, or whatever, because they lost the the battle, right? So then, Age of Calamity is the the events of that game are the battle. So oh, I see. Kind of cool against uh, Gan- against Calamity Ganon. I keep buying these damn Zelda games. Like I have Breath of the Wild, never booted it up, and I have Age of Calamity, never booted it up. Oh my god, Breath of the Wild is like so. Like even honestly, don't even go into it thinking about it like a Zelda game. It's it's completely different. I don't even rate it against other Zelda games because it's just so different. It's really good. I keep being told that it's good. I maybe that should be the be on my like to play soon list. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's really really good. All right, well, let's jump into the stories. This kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier. Um, so Gran Turismo 7 and God of War Ragnarok will be released for PS4. Uh, this is being confirmed by Sony. And this comes from VGC. So PlayStation Studios boss uh, Herman Hulst revealed plans to release the game for Sony's older consoles in a Q&A published on Wednesday. Asked how PS4 factors into PlayStation Studios' development vision, uh, he said it is still a focus for future game creation. Uh, quote, you can't build a community of over 110 million PS4 owners and then just walk away from it, right? I think that'd be bad news for uh, fans of PS4 and frankly, not very good business, uh, end quote. Um, Matt, we, we kind of had conversations about this. Uh, you you, you, you kind of want to see what the PS5 is capable of and don't want them to kind of be held back by developing for the PS4 as well. Yeah, like, like I think that the the support for PS4 like makes sense for games because there's games that are in the pipe that are like they go in the pipe usually for years, and so games that have started development a year or two ago or something like that, um, or even longer ago, it makes total sense for them to come out on both. But I would really love to see a game, and I know there's a couple here and there, but I would really love to see a game that is just. PS5 slash Xbox series because it's just like they have to tailor to an extent to the to the weakest link and it just kind of sucks that we're not seeing it because like you know it would be you know the the classic thing that people always said is like 
holy crap, like FIFA, for example, is is still coming out on the PS2. Mm-hmm. That's because that was a good market for them. And like, that's great. They're making a PS2 version. That's fine. And I think that a bunch of the third party guys would be, you know, they would want to hit those, what is it, 110 million PS4s, but then also however many million PS5s. So that makes total sense. I think that there would be a community of people with games still in the pipe or even games that are going to go in the pipe right now where they're like, you know what? Let's service the PS4 generation slash Xbox One, right? Let's service mm-hmm. these. But like from the first party titles, like I really not that I just want to cut off the PS4, but I want to see what the PS5 can do. I don't just want to see the PS5's new lighting and graphics. I want to see what the PS5 can do. Can it load a huge like actual like Helm's Deep scale battle or something? Oh you know, can God. it can it do that? Ugh, it probably good Lord can. Of the Rings game. You know, that's what I mean. Like it probably can, but. If it's if the PS4, like if you take that Helm's Deep experience from the movie and you put it on a PS5, it could probably run that just like the movie, you know, could, even though it was like, you know, obviously practically filmed, but it could probably run that. But you if you bring the PS4 into the mix, oh, now we got to cut down the, the player count. We got to cut down how many people are here. The view distance has got to be pulled back. Less uh, destruction in the environments, you know, and then the PS5 version will look better and maybe we'll have more people in the background, but the game will suffer because it has to be held back by the PS4. So to me, it's sort of like Sony doesn't have to like Sony could probably abandon the PS4 with these new games, Gran Turismo and God of War, the new one. And I think they could abandon it because I think that the third party guys have got the PS4 guys back and the PS4 has a lot of like a lot of titles. It's not like the PS4 was, you know, suffering for titles and there's still games that obviously something like Far Cry makes sense. It's been in the pipe for a while. We don't know how long, but in for a while, does that come out on PS4? Of course it's going to. Marvel's Avengers, you know, that was in the pipe during there and it actually released originally on the PS4, but we knew immediately it was going to come out on PS5, like stuff that is in the pipe because there's always something in the pipe at all these studios that makes total sense. And I think that you're going to get your one to two year, let's say it's one to two year of support of PS4 overlapping the PS5, but there just comes a time where it's like, at what point, at what point is, is there a point in having a PS5 other than it just looking slightly better? Like, I, I want to see what this thing can do. I think it's when the scales tip and like 50 million people have PS5s. Right now, it's like there's only like, uh, I'm not sure what the latest numbers are, but it's not it's not even half of what how many people have PS4s, right? Well, th- this is a weird generation because mm-hmm. you have COVID. You also have a semiconductor shortage. You have a yeah, weird, well, you have like a weird, I- you know, w- wishy-wash like. Like you're not going to get normal numbers out of a normal yeah. market because it's not a normal market right now. They they brought this up on GameScoop and they and they said that uh, they wonder if this would be happening if there wasn't a shortage of semiconductors. Mm, if they could sell as many PS5s as they as they want to right now, then maybe they would say, okay, let's just make you know, uh, Gran Turismo or or God of War PS5 only. Now, here's the thing that we learned about Horizon Zero Dawn, or sorry, Horizon Forbidden West, is that I think uh, I myself and I think a lot of us thought it was a PS5 game that they were going to force to work on the PS4. But in fact, it's the opposite. That's the there's there's your problem. It's a PS4 game that they're uprising for the PS5, essentially. So you're like you're almost getting day one and it's different per project, but you're almost getting a remaster. 
day one. Or like one of those, um, or the uh, the next gen updates where it's not a PS5 game, but they updated to take advantage of the PS5 hardware. Yeah, sort of like now, the obviously like the pro. It's going to have more than that. Yeah, but but I understand. Like I'm all for advancing technology, right? But I completely understand why they would want to service that 110 million install base of PS4. You know, but I think I think you would to. naturally you would naturally for a couple of years. You know. Yeah, and we're only a few months into this console generation, so what's the uh, what's what's the rush? I think it's just because these are first party titles for right. me. Like that's just my opinion. Is like, uh, I mean, I don't know what Call of Duty is going to do. I was going to use them as an example, but like, I just feel as though like third party guys are going to have the numbers, and they're going to be like, "Do we want to cut out the PS4?" No. Okay. Well, let's make it. But something like I, I feel like the PS5 needs a. The PS5 needs a, a centerpiece mm-hmm. because here, here's the thing. PS5 is selling well. There's no question there, but there's definitely a bunch of people out there that don't buy the consoles right away. They wait for the next generation or like the next like hardware iteration or they wait just for the first batch to be out or they wait for some games to be out that they want to play. If these games keep coming out, like let's just say COVID forces them to consistently release uh, stuff on PS4 for not two years, but four years. Mm-hmm. there may be a stalling out of PS5 purchases. And then you have a problem of, oh, like if they decide, oh, well, let's make PS5 only games now. Well, there's a bunch of stuff in the pipe that is already limited by the PS4. Yeah. And now you have this like weird, like, what do we do? You know, because uh, like I do see like the whole point of Xbox Game Pass. The reason why Xbox Game Pass has so many subscribers already is because the value proposition is huge. That's why it's like, that's why it's there. Whereas like Sony, like the PlayStation 5 is nice. Like it's fast. It runs games well. It looks good. But if it doesn't have a set piece, a lot of people like I never upgraded to a PS4 Pro. You know, it ran better. It did this and that. And my PS4 had like a Bluetooth problem. And I just kept it going until it couldn't go anymore. But like, if I was still on a PS4, I wouldn't be Ryan or uh, Marty and them play with us, and they're on PS4s, and we don't even notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's like sure. there's no difference anymore. Yeah. Uh, Herman Hulse also did say that uh, it's also very important to have showpieces for PS5. Hence, the development of Returnal and Ratchet uh, and Ratchet and Clank, um, which are exclusive to PS5. Now, those are the games that I think not everyone wants to see on PS5. My but I think with, these are I think they're still very good showcases of what the PS5 is capable of. Definitely like Returnal, like I've seen some gameplay. It's just not for me. So like that's, you know, that's just my own personal thing. But yeah, uh, Ratchet, like I'm into, but I just I don't know. I just have this feeling that Ratchet's going to become free on PS Plus in a year. Not that I have any uh, like insight in that. I just feel like that's going to happen. So if why would I if buy it? If it sells well, I, I, I doubt it would be that soon. Mm hmm. Uh, and the only reason that the the last Ratchet and Clank game came out on it was either PS Plus or just like the the the, the play at home like deal that that Sony had mm-hmm. during COVID, um, I think was in promotion of the next Ratchet and Clank game. Plus, I, I could mean, see them wanting to compete with like the Game Pass stuff as well. Like if Halo, like a Halo's a heavy hitter. If it's coming out on Game Pass, like PlayStation probably also wants a big heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. on a similar platform, right? All right, let's hop into our last story for the week. Uh, 
another Sony story. Uh, they won't be releasing PlayStation games on PC at launch. This comes from GameSpot. So again, PlayStation Studios boss uh, Herman Holst has said, shed some light on uh, on Sony's approach to releasing games on PC. In an interview on the PlayStation blog, Holst said that it's still early days, so there's no hard and fast strategy at this point. Uh, that said, Holst noted that Horizon Zero Dawn's PC edition was very successful, which demonstrates that people are interested in playing PlayStation games on a PC. At the same time, Hulse stressed that Sony's efforts on PC will never come at the expense of building an exciting lineup of great console games. He also suggested that uh, you will not see day-and-date releases for PlayStation console games on PC like Microsoft does with its exclusives. Um, I think this is kind of expected. This is kind of what we were thinking. Like Once the games run its course, they kind of take a look at, at uh, the landscape and say which which one of these games that we're no longer really making money off of can we give another boost? repurpose yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um which I, I i i'm happy to see them come to to pc adriano uh clearly he obviously wants his uh his one console future and he doesn't play games really <laughs> at launch so this is this works out for someone yeah. like him well, this is yeah, this I'd, is I'd rather, news, right like this is like good news for because like they seem interested even with ps5 games who does like PlayStation is going to continue doing this. This isn't just with PS4 games like this isn't a generation. I think, yeah, if, if, you know? if it continues to be successful, they're, they're going to keep doing it. I think I just want Bloodborne on PC, man. I just Ooh. want to have that game running like 60 FPS 4K. What I'm not sure about that, that one, though. Sell, that would sell a lot. That's whatever. That's of... like the one thing that everyone wants on PC. Yeah, there's a lot of people talking about that game. A lot of people love that game. People wanted a PS5 update for it. They haven't touched it, and, it, yeah. and it's it's like, was it not successful? Did it not sell well? It did really did well. Not I, think it's one of their, it? I think it's one of their best games. I think it's more than Dark Souls 3. Even. So why wrong. is it has just gone completely untouched? Yeah, either they're, they're got something in the works for it. I don't know. From's weird. From's really weird. So Elden Ring, man. The, they do have Elden Ring that they needed to make. Yeah. Uh, and they just got done with Sekiro. So, but yeah, uh, I I did hear that it was it was there was some difficulty in actually getting it to sixty frames frames per second on on a PS4 Pro or a, a PS5, but that modder did it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's only community uh, done at this point. It's not official. It's just, I guess it's just how many resources do you want to put on it? You know. What uh, anyway? Well, have have they done this? Like they have Dark Souls remastered the first one. Have they is. Like, have they done this other than that? Like, have they done a remaster or a re-release? Like, or do they just not really do them, short of that one? Yeah, I think they only did Dark Souls because it's, like, it was their first one, and it, that game came out in 2008 originally, and they just wanted to kind of, like, bring it. Because they knew if they brought it to modern consoles that it would make them more money. And, it, and like, they even took the Prepare to Die edition of Dark Souls off of Steam, and you can oh. only buy the uh, remastered edition now. So oh, I'm, wow. glad I have, I'm glad I have the... Uh, prepare to die edition on steam still because weirdly there's like they they fixed some glitches in the first one in the prepare to die edition for like item duping and stuff so like if you want to do any of those like glitches and, and stuff you can't well you can still do them but it's more complicated so if i ever feel like running through the game and just doing a bunch of item duping so i can like get a bunch of souls right off the bat and make a fun build just for funsies i can i can do that in the prepared to die edition, I can't do that in the uh, 
remastered. I guess Demons Demon Souls is like also another one because they redid that for PS5, right? The, but those are their first two. Well, that that wasn't from software though. I mean, they own the IP, but uh, it was um, Blue Blue Point did Blue the Point. remaster. Yeah. What if that's the game? What if what if that's the thing? So they're bringing back their old stuff. Now they trust Blue Point. Now they can bring back their more modern stuff because you know Bloodborne is still obviously very accessible on modern stuff. Sony yeah, should buy Blue Point actually. If if they got Blue Point to remaster Bloodborne for modern consoles, I could mm-hmm. kind of I could kind of see that. That'd be pretty good, eh? And and PC like it's time, you know. Yeah. Like it's well, Demon Soul didn't come to PC. I don't and I don't think it ever will. It'd be dope if it did, but. Is the original a PC? No, PS3 only. Oh, that's oh, that's weird. All right. I think that's why the remake was only PS5. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. I thought I just figured because Demon Souls is is it literally a prequel to Dark Souls, like story wise? I don't think no, it's they're not. Connected, they're right? not connected. Oh, I thought they were. Okay, they're just mind. similar. None of the games are connected. Oh, all right. Even Dark Souls One and Dark Souls Two, Dark Souls Three aren't technically. Well, like I guess one and three are because there's recurring characters from mm-hmm. one in three. But Demon Souls is an entirely different concept, an entirely different part of the world. Oh, they're all connected in like a different world. Head Ooh, you big, a uh, big fan fiction writer there, Ryan. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> it's what you didn't say, Ryan. Yeah, okay. It's what you uh, didn't say. Well, that's all the time we got. Look at that. No more talking. <laughs> um, please, please stop talking. <laughs> Tim, Ryan. You got that Twitch thing down. Twitch thing down? I mean, I'm doing all right. (laughs) Having fun on Twitch, playing lots of games. Uh, This week I'm going to be doing kind of a weird one with with a friend that I'm really looking forward to. Um, So if you like kind of weird stuff... If that's your bag on Twitch, uh, that's that's coming up this week. I'm also starting um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is like a... uh, medieval rpg but also kind of simulator as well it's like survival elements to it it's a and a really good story as well i never actually properly finished the story so i'm hoping to play through the whole thing uh so that's going to be the next long haul for me nice and you can also catch uh day one patch media themselves i mean twitch.tv twitch.tv slash day one patch media wednesdays at 8 30 ish eastern standard time and Did, you know, Mondays to Thursdays, Eastern Standard Time, 9.30-ish a.m. till whenever, twitch.tv slash, yeah, that figures. Do you just play until you're kind of not feeling it anymore? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I tend to stop around like 2.30 or 3, depending on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, But I get hungry, man. I gotta go have lunch. Oh, yeah. Time, time for a 36-hour <laughs> stream, I'd say. Let's do it. That is physically impossible. Uh, no, well, I will, no, no, I will die. There, no, there's more of us. Like, we'll like we'll do shifts. Swap out. Yeah, oh, just swap do out. like a do like a um, what's that called? A uh, uh, not a rally. You like hand off, just hand off a stream every every couple hours. I didn't know that, that existed, but yeah, a what raid. What is that called? Uh, a raid. Relay race. Relay race. Relay, Relay yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.